Hey there. Before we start this week's episode, a little bit of a warning for you. Typically, we like to make all of our episodes of Untold the Podcast family-friendly, but sometimes there is an untold story in history that maybe isn't quite as family-appropriate. And this is one of those times. So, the following episode uh, may not be safe for little kids' ears. You might want to uh, put some earmuffs on them, shove them out the room, tell them to go play in the woods, something like that. Um, or just put your AirPods in. That's probably a better parenting tactic. Uh, okay, with that, hope you enjoy this episode of Untold the Podcast. Like, you know, what you guys been doing lately? So, back to fan casting the Harry Potter series. Okay. We need Adam Driver to play Snape. Oh, oh my God. That fits. Yeah. We need that. His ears might. Oh, Snape. I was thinking yeah. Voldemort. Okay. No, no, yeah, no. no dude, Snape. Snape, he would he be good. He is the perfect Snape. Oh, yeah. I know they want British people, and that's great. But Adam Driver is Snape. Mm-hmm. I like it. That would be pretty cool. I'm not a fan of this whole series. <sighs> okay. Who would play Voldemort? Who do you think? Uh, oh, uh, Jamie Campbell Bauer. Lee Curtis? No. <laughs> Jamie <laughs> Campbell Bauer. What's he in? Uh, Stranger Things. He's Vecna. Oh yeah, sure. He he can play That's... super creepy people. Yeah, yeah. He could, Is he, he British? Could do that. Yes. Oh. And he like because he has that look where like and Tom Riddle was attractive. Mm. He's attractive. He oh, can, okay. But no, no, he is like when he's himself, he is attractive. Okay. When he is playing one, he can just tweak his face a little bit, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden you're like, oh god, he's a psychopath. <laughs> so he's, yeah, no, I think he'd be great for. He's very talented. Yeah, I'd I'd say him. Um, didn't they release the casting already for no. like, oh, I thought they did. For Harry Potter? Yeah. No. I Harry saw Potter some here? pictures of, yeah. at least the kids. I don't know about yeah. the adults. That's all fan I casting. Thought, they, oh. haven't, they haven't announced it. I don't know. Listen, I, don't know. I, mean, I love me some Harry Potter. I heard Tom Holland's going to be Harry Potter. Okay. <laughs> and Chris Pratt's going to be Ron. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sounds about right. Oh, my God. Paul is it, Rudd. This is, is his Ron. Be, it's just Marvel <laughs> yeah. has moved over. This is his Ron voice. No, and then no, the, Harry. No. And then who's the Rock gonna play? Because oh, yeah, we need oh, yeah. Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. <laughs> Kevin Hart is uh, what's the dude's name? It's all the animals. Pettigrew. Peter Pettigrew. No. What? All the animals. All the animals. Hagrid. Yeah, Kevin Hagrid? Hart's like oh, Hagrid. Great. Oh my God. Yeah. No. The smallest one. That is my biggest regret that they're doing the miniseries. Is that. Or I say miniseries, not miniseries. The series is that Robbie Coltrane can't play Haggard because mm. he was perfect. You just had to bring that up. I know. I'm sad. Now I'm sad. I was very sad. He was cool. He was cool. I liked him. Well, I <laughs> guess I'm gonna. I guess I'm gonna watch it. Uh, It'll yeah. be cool. It'll be great. It'll be better. I mean, I'll watch it before I read the books. I'll tell you that. What? Yeah. You haven't read the books? Are you, you can't are read. You surprised? Why would you bring that yeah. up? Okay. That's well, really no a wonder. Why do you think I struggle with Listen. every story I ever say? I can't read it. No wonder y'all aren't excited <laughs> about this series. If you haven't read the books, you wouldn't understand. There was so much left out of the books that could be put into this series that is going to be phenomenal. Okay. 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 <laughs> Very I like. I have so much to say, Grace, but I don't want to. <laughs> you give me anything, I'll I'll watch it. I don't. Okay. You know. Well, as long as if A twenty four produces this, <laughs> okay. I will be on board. Well, it's gonna be HBO, but okay. Oh, yeah. Well, oh. whatever. 
All right. Are we good? I guess. <laughs> Is that enough? Yeah. Are we ready? Let's do it. Okay. Welcome to Untold the Podcast. This is the podcast that tells the untold stories of history. In this podcast, two of us compete to tell the best story you've probably never heard before. Join us as we uncover new stories each week together. This is Untold the Podcast. Wow. Yeah. Heck yeah. That was like a news anchor. I know, right? This Tonight at <laughs> 9 o'clock. Join us. Um, so what's up, guys? Hello. How you doing? Good. Good. Having a good week so far? It's stressful, but I'm hanging in. Yeah, yeah. Well, I appreciate you coming tonight and putting all that aside. I live for the fans, man. Yeah. Well, uh, my name is Grant. Hello. Welcome to Untold the Podcast. I'm your host tonight. I am joined by my friends Grace. Hey, what's up? And Shelby. Hello. So, uh, the way this works, if you have uh, never heard us before... Um, which you should go back and listen to all the other What's episodes. What's your favorite episode? My favorite episode? Yeah. Besides tonight. Uh, Wood. <laughs> <laughs> Last week's. Or yeah. Two weeks ago. Yeah, two weeks. No, I don't. I can't think back that far. I'm like a goldfish. I don't. Okay. I don't know <laughs> anything. My favorite is when you called a, a uh, parrot your treasure. <laughs> that was my favorite. The treasure series yeah. episode, season yeah. one. Nice. Yeah. What's yours, Grace? We should. Uh, I have favorite stories I've told. I think the... Oh, uh, of course. Grace has favorite stories of yeah. hers. Well, mm. yeah. Wow. Wow, what a surprise. Okay, well, my my favorites are the one with the plane trip around the world. Yes. Um, And then, which I think was survival. And uh-huh. then there was another one, uh, Spring-Heeled Jack. <laughs> yes. That was a good one. Both of those season one. They were both season yeah. one. Yeah, so if you're listening right now... Season two is you, worthless. Yeah. <laughs> you might as well go back. I liked the wild card. I liked our kickoff season. Yeah. Our episode one of the season. Do you wild, know what wild our, card was great. You know what our most listened to episode is? Please don't say the first one. Christmas. Oh, thank goodness. Yeah. yeah. The Christmas episode. That's I good. That. So if you're feeling like you need a little holiday spirit, mm-hmm. head back to the Christmas episode. That was mm-hmm. a good one. Yeah. Yeah. It was our best. Well, yay. Cool. Well, if you don't know how this works, I'm the host tonight, and I have picked a topic that I would like to hear about tonight, and uh, Grace and Shelby, their mission is to find a story based on this topic I have given them, and uh, I will listen to their stories, and if I hear a point or anything that I uh, enjoy, you'll hear this. Which means they got a point. Oh yeah, Shelby, don't get used to that sound. Mm. Um, <laughs> just kidding. Um, so yeah, they have come up with a story that they're going to tell me. But before we do any of that, yeah. Um, oh, I guess I should say the topic. The topic oh. tonight is myths. I love it. Myths. Myths. Mythical mm-hmm. myths. So um, I kind of wanted to ask a warm up question just to kind of get. You know, us in the vibe of of uh, this mythicality. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, what is a uh, what is a myth growing up mm-hmm. that you you all heard that you believed? Hmm. Um, so, one that I well, let me give us some examples, like like childhood myths, right? So, like one was like if you're sitting too close to the TV, you'll go blind, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Or uh, 
you know, stuff like chewing gum stays in your stomach for five to seven years. Did you, you ever hear that? that? Yeah, 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 for sure. I definitely believe that. That was a myth that I believed. I also believe that if you uh, swallow a watermelon seed, that the watermelon will grow in your stomach and basically you'll... I guess explode and die. I don't. I don't know what would <laughs> you happen. Know where after. that was gonna go? No, That's I never. That's why my stomach is so big. <laughs> you got a watermelon. It's not in fat. There. Just a watermelon. <laughs> so it's been over nine months. You can get that out now, right? Well, I'm hoping Leave. that I'll. I'm pushing really hard. And I'm mm-hmm. gonna break it up. You got thump it. <laughs> thump it. Oh, are so weird. So, did you guys have any like myths like that, or like even just? It doesn't even have to be popular myths. Just something that your parents told you mm. that you're just like, oh my god, I gotta, I gotta follow this. I've got some good ones. Yeah. Listen, my dad would tell us the most bizarre things, and I don't know where he got them. Like he never took the time to think up. You know what? I'm gonna mess with them. Like it would just come to him in a moment of like mm. me asking a question, mm-hmm. and he would throw the answer out there, and it would just be yes, absurd. So my favorite one, um, when I was a little kid. If I had to guess, probably like seven or eight, I would look at food and I'd be like, okay, um, vegetables, fruits. Mm -hmm. I know Mm -hmm. where those come from. They grow in the ground. We pick them. We eat them. Cool. Um, Meat, chicken, beef, pork, get it. Comes from an animal. I know where it comes from. And so I asked (laughs) one day at dinner, where does macaroni come from? Mm. Because it did not make sense in my little child head that it was not something that was just naturally found or farmed or it's whatever. A question, yeah. 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 So I was like, yeah. where does macaroni come from? And I swear, I I cannot wrap my head around how he came up with this so fast. He goes, oh, macaroni dogs. What? Yep, macaroni dogs. What? And I was like, granted, I'm old, so this is pre-internet. I couldn't just go look this up and fact check him. <laughs> um, and I was like, what is, what, what, what is a macaroni dog? Yeah. And he said they're a breed of dog that are bred in New Zealand, and they grow macaroni like sheep grow wool. Oh and you shear gosh. them like sheep when the oh macaroni gets long enough. <laughs> so it was an entire breed of dog. You shear the macaroni off, and it makes macaroni pasta. Gross. I would not <laughs> want to eat that. Ew. But like, That's awesome, the, though. Dogs yeah. have different, like the shells, the yeah. twisty ones. Oh, there yeah. goes spaghetti. <laughs> there goes a... Re- uh, what's a n- <laughs> linguini? There goes a wagon wheel dog. <laughs> a wagon wheel. Yeah, that's the first oh. one. There goes a bow tie dog. Yeah. A wagon but so wheel. it made sense oh to me gosh. that, oh, okay, I guess that's where macaroni comes from. It's these dogs in New Zealand. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Poor homeschooled Grace. But <laughs> Penne. Penne. <laughs> I thought Good of job. more. There we go. Yes. What's, what's the circle one? Rigatoni? Our, uh, I like wagon wheel. That was a good <laughs> The wagon. That was the first one I thought of. It's so dumb. Um, What's the long tube one? I the know what you're rigatoni. About. Maybe. What's rigatoni? Pen. Rotini. Uh, no. Ro- it's not penne. No rotini. I thought penne was. Penne no, has penne like the like, angles. Yeah, it's got. But there's this one cylindrical one. Yeah. Looks like a Pringles can. You know. Ah. Yeah, like okay. a cylinder. But it, rigatoni. I don't know. Sure. But it's All not right. in a Velveeta box. I I don't know. Yeah. What that I don't, is. Who knows? Who knows? Well, so that was embarrassing. I will say this about pasta, just by the way. Have you ever mm-hmm. been to Italy? Okay. That hard pasta okay. stuff they do, disgusting. No, it's not. Yeah. It's delicious. I, I, when I was in Dente. Italy, I told them, hey, can you go back and make sure this sticks to the wall? They were like, oh, God, you stupid American. Mm. 
They spit in your food. There was 100% spit in your food. Well, made it a little better. So mm. They needed to add salt, too, and that helped. Maybe it softened Ew. the noodles more. <laughs> That's right. What's wrong with y'all? <laughs> Gross. Uh, so for me, there was a couple. I would say, though, the big ones are, do you ever watch Unsolved Mysteries? I probably wasn't allowed to watch that as a kid. No, because I would just get frustrated at the end. Yeah. Because it's unsolved. I watched that, and I don't know if that was the exact show, but I think it was. But they would mm. always start with like weird questions about like. Mm. So I would watch that, and I would. The guy with the goatee? Yes. Yeah. And I would watch, and a lot of those were just like weird myths and mm. folklore of what happened. I would be haunted for weeks on end. I don't know why my parents let me watch it. Yeah. I was terrified. <laughs> so my parents made the right choice. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. And they that. also let me watch, I think I said this on the podcast, they let me watch Tales from the Crypt. Oh gosh. It was horrifying. I, I, have you ever seen, have you ever seen that? I, With the uh, skeleton lady? Oh my gosh, it was so no, scary. I've heard of it. So that's, you guys are having really different childhoods we here. very different childhoods. Macaroni family. dogs and tales from the crib. But the one that really got wow. me. So in my elementary school, Walnut Grove Elementary, you ever seen a Little House on the Prairie? Mm-hmm. It's that area mm-hmm. of Kansas. You remember uh, we talked about this? The, all the trails go through Kansas? Yeah. Okay. yeah. The different high schools are named after different trails. All right. Uh, <laughs> so mine was Walnut Grove, which was the same elementary school that was in Little House on the Prairie. Uh-huh. On our campus was the... Was a one room schoolhouse. Mm-hmm. So all the kids like talked about like that one room schoolhouse is haunted. Mm. Uh, right? Of course. And the myth within the school was that there was this one book about ghosts that if you bring it home with you, your house is going to be haunted. Yes. So I was like, this is stupid. I checked it out. I brought it home. I'm telling you, for, uh, I was terrified. My mom had to like come and take the book. Oh my god! She had to put it, you know, put it away, take Heck it back yeah. on the school. I was horrified of this book, um, oh. and it had like creepy pictures of drawings and stuff inside of. Oh my gosh, Dude. It was so scary! Creepy. But to all my friends, I was the brave kid that withstood yeah. and survived the haunting. Although I could be possessed today, <laughs> and it would explain a lot. <laughs> it would explain. So there, I mean, obviously, also the no, don't sit too close to the yeah TV. Those ones, the wives' tale. Don't turn the light on in the car; we'll get pulled over. Oh my gosh, that was a big. But you know what? As a parent, I tell my kids all the time because it's annoying. It is annoying. Yeah, it's very. Oh, that's why. I mean, growing up, I'm sure you guys having kids, like it's just like you're realizing why my parents made this crap up. It's just like. Yeah, this is the so face annoying. one. Like, if you stick your face that way, yeah, it's gonna, your face is going to get stuck. It's going to get stuck. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, see, I never believed that. Yeah. Gosh, like, don't play with knives. Like, that was a big one. Yeah, uh, <laughs> chainsaws are bad. Like mm-hmm. that, that. All those mm-hmm. are myths. Like, don't go swimming in a okay. vat of acid. <laughs> oh, it was bad. one though. Like, yeah, the don't go swimming after you eat. Yeah, yeah, minutes twenty minutes whatever. after yeah. you eat. Yeah, which is honestly a parent saying like, "All right, we're taking a break." I'm not, yep. I'm not going to watch you jump in off the side for another 10 minutes. How many lies have our parents told us? I know. But just just to get us to Kids, calm I hope you're down. not listening. Yep. I love you though. It's mostly your mom that's lying. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, hopefully parents have gotten more creative these days and come up with craftier lies, right? That's true. All right, cool. Well, thanks for sharing those guys. Yeah, um, of course. I loved hearing about your myths. Yep. Um, from How I was easily fooled into believing anything parents <laughs> told me. I know. Macaroni yeah. dogs. Yeah. But listen, when you become a parent, Grant, it's good. You can just make up myths and your kids okay. are just, they're dumb. Don't oh, do that. Yeah. No. Oh, wow. Yeah. The, oh, they're probably listening. Yeah. Well. I don't do it to my kids, of course. They're no. too smart. No. 
They seem like smart kids. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I've got some myths I'll tell you offline about okay. what I tell my kids. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, tonight's uh, topic is about myths um, to decide who goes first. Um, I want to hear y'all's titles to your um, stories. So, who thinks they have a better title? Who wants to Who wants to share first? Ladies first. Oh, yay. I'm actually pretty... I think y'all will be proud of this title. I'm excited. Please be one word. <laughs> That'd be really cool. Three-page dissertation on the myths <laughs> and folklore. <laughs> no. Um, steak and bake. Ooh. You get that? You get that little pun? I, I do. Steak I do. and bake. I like steak. Whatever happened to those shake and bake commercials? You remember those? No, steak, S-T-A-K. I know what you're saying, but oh. you're punning off of shake and bake. I am punning off of shake right, and bake. Whatever happened to those, like... I don't know. Remember? Do you remember those commercials? Is this just me? Is this just me? All I know that from is Talladega. Right, Nights. but it came from somewhere. It was a yeah. commercial. You put chicken put in a ziploc bag, thing, you mix and you it shake up, it, and then you bake it, and it's supposed to be delicious. It. It's fried chicken, but in the bake. Method. If you say so. <laughs> okay, I if guess he, I'm too old for well, this. Yeah. He just wanted to make my title as lame as possible. <laughs> good title, Grace. It was good. Steak and bake. S T A K E. Steak and bake. Yes. Okay. I mm-hmm. like that. I think I know where that's going. But, I hope so. But we'll see. Okay. We'll see. Shall we? What's Mine your is positively <laughs> mischiefly <laughs> mythical. What? Your title's longer than Grace's. Wow. I'm throwing puns in. Okay. Paws. Paw. Yeah. Like a dog's no, paw. yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Mischief. Mischief. Mischiefly. Uh, did you have a strong. Just now? Did you have a what? Strong. A strong. <laughs> Did you have a strong? Mischief. Mischief. Why can't I say a word? <laughs> Mischiefly. Mischievously. <laughs> Thank you. Jeez Good Lee. grief. Did you hear me just try to say I don't know. What is wrong with y'all? <laughs> Good. Mischievously. Good okay, let's God. rewind. All right. Positively. Positively, mischievously, mythical. Nice. Thanks. That's cool. That's PMM, if you will. Okay. All right. I I was already about to give it to you. Don't don't abbreviate <laughs> it. I like yours, Shelby. Okay. You win yes. for title tonight. Would you like to go first? I'm you want to go last? First. All right. Oh, okay. Mainly because I won't remember if I don't. Okay. Okay. Positively mischievously. Mischievously is what. Mythical. <laughs> Mythical. Okay, gotcha. Y'all know your own title. Yes. All right. <laughs> I do want to see the stats. I need to go like go back through all the episodes and yeah. see if you go first or last, you have a better chance of winning. Because mm-hmm. mm. Shelby likes to say he's got to go first or he's going to forget his story. But I wonder if that messes him over. And mm-hmm. I also we'll wonder out. if it depends on who's the host tonight because... Probably. You know, like by the second story. I, I mean, I've been robbed several times. Oh, no great. matter the host. Uh, the parrot... That was okay. okay. <laughs> All the parrots, my treasure. <laughs> I get a lot of fan. It also wasn't history. That parrot is still alive yeah. today. I get yeah. a ton of fan email that says you, you, Shelby. I don't know how you survive on this podcast. Do you? Just All know, from Emily. You know what? It says just know the fans love you. Uh huh. Mm. I'll read you some. Some of that. Hashtag back I Shelby. I mean, I'm just saying our first voicemail was someone saying that I'm the one carrying that the show. Was mm. so. Literally your mom. It wasn't my mom <laughs> actually. <laughs> All right. Are uh, you ready? I'm ready. Okay, we're just going to jump into the myth, okay? Okay. The folklore, if you will. What kind of bread are you eating, Grant? Um, what's it called? Focaccia? Ciabatta. Ciabatta? <laughs> focaccia was the other kind, right? You were eating a focaccia before uh, you ate the ciabatta. 
Mm. I thought it was a good time to take a bread bread break. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> and then Shelby asked you a question. Yeah. Uh, Thank okay. you. Okay, here we go. Once upon a time, Ooh. an old farmer and his wife lived in the mountains far from any town. Their only neighbor was a badger who oh. used to come out every night and spoil their vegetables and rice. What a jerk. Sounds like a fable so this, or a bedtime story. This sounds like a bedtime we story. We are in folklore myth. I like it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So okay. the farmer goes out and plants these plants. This badger comes and ruins them every night. Wait, let me get tucked in <laughs> for this bedtime story. Hold on. <laughs> Actually, let me let me stop there. Okay. If you have kids, you may want to check them out on this one. Sorry. Uh, I should have said that at the beginning. Yeah. Can we uh, start with the story again? Sure. Okay. If you have kids, you might want to check them out here. Uh by check them out, that means turn this off. Make sure they have kid earmuffs on. Okay, let's do wow. it. Wow, this is going to be. Mm. Once upon a time, an old farmer and his wife lived in the mountains far away from any town. Their only neighbor was a badger Ooh. who used to come out every night and spoil their vegetables and rice. The farmer tried to catch the badger, but it was difficult. Eventually, the farmer caught the badger and hung him up in the storehouse, planning to make him into soup that night. Mm. Oh. He told his wife, hey, this badger has been ruining our, our farm, ruining our crops. I want, when I go out, when I come back for dinner, I'm going to go out and work. When I come back for dinner, I want a badger soup, if you will. Dang. He said, get on it. That's right. Woman. He went okay. out. <laughs> he started working in the farm. While he was out, the badger begged the farmer's wife to untie him. This badger could talk. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a crucial detail. Okay. He, he saw that the farmer's wife was really weak and frail, okay. old, <laughs> and she was struggling to do her job. And so the badger was a mischievous little thing oh. and began to try to persuade her to let her down or let him down. The badger begged the farmer's wife to untie him and let him do some work, promising that he would not try to escape, but instead help her with her chores. Okay. I like that it says chores for the wife. The (laughs) the kind-hearted old woman eventually believed the badger and untied him. However, instead of doing work, the badger knocked her down, killed her. Oh, my God. Oh. Chopped her up into pieces. Okay. And then made soup out of her. Oh, oh my God. And Point wa- for how creepy that yes, is. Yes, and waited for the old farmer's return. Heck yeah. When the old farmer arrived, the badger disguised himself as the wife. <laughs> okay. Served, little red riding hood all over again. I know, right? Yes. Served him soup. And eventually, as the farmer ate and enjoyed the soup, he revealed his true identity. Uh, After the farmer had eaten it. The surprise, farmer, I was a badger the whole Surprise, time. you're eating your wife. Gross. Ooh. The farmer fainted in horror and grief when he realized what had happened. He ate his wife. Ooh. The old man was horrified and cried bitterly. But a kind rabbit heard his crying. <laughs> <laughs> okay. These animals, man. Okay. They came to comfort him. The rabbit planned revenge against the badger and tricked him into carrying a bundle of dry grass that was set on fire by the rabbit and flint and steel, or with flint and steel. Okay. The badger's back was burned and the rabbit applied an ointment, but it wasn't just any ointment, because remember the rabbit wanted to get revenge on him. Yeah. The ointment was made of sauce, or 
some translations say lotion and red pepper. Okay. So imagine on a burn, that would probably hurt. Yeah, I yeah. I put icy hot on a cut once. Ugh. It sucked. Just I saying. can't imagine that. It was that would be horrible. Painful. I was stupid. Hand sanitizer on a cut is mm-hmm. horrible. Yeah. You ever done that? Lime juice. I don't play with lime juice often, but I imagine that would be awful what too. What about lemon juice? Or that? Eh, what lemon. would hurt more? <laughs> no, that would be bad too. Gosh. All right. So lotion and uh, pepper? Red pepper. Gross. Caused him great pain. The badger wow. was bedridden for a month, but eventually got better. <laughs> the Why rabbit, did they let him get better? The rabbit visited him, visited him throughout that time, mentioned he was going fishing, and he couldn't wait for the badger to get better to go fishing with him. He invited the badger to come along. The rabbit tricked the badger into going fishing in a deep river where the badger, where the rabbit drowned the badger. Dang. Good Lord. The farmer and the rabbit lived happily ever after. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? So uh, that story you just heard uh, was a story <laughs> of a Japanese mythological character and About it some is a homicidal uh, <laughs> little little creatures. There. It was a okay. Tanuku, Tanuki. I'm sorry, Tanuki. You ever heard of Tanuki? I have not. Uh, so a Tanuki is a real animal. It's kind of looks like a raccoon. It's in Japan, but they have for hmm. hundreds of years, probably thousands of years. We don't know where it really began. Yeah, the Tanuki has uh, had some folklore surrounding it. So in American culture, it would be kind of like a fox. Very okay. sly, okay. swiper, no swiping mm-hmm. type of deal. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. but more magical, okay. if you will. Okay? Okay. So when it says badger, it's talking about this taniki oh, creature. Okay. okay, so the the taniki, it changed itself. So badger it can fox. it can like mm. uh, shape shift. Is that, a, is that the right word? Yeah, probably. Sure. Where you can... It morphed into the woman. Mm, oh, okay. Yeah. okay. So it can. Well, that makes sense. That makes I, a lot. I'm imagining yeah. like a badger that like <laughs> skinned this woman and put her skin on. Or yeah. Something. Or, like, hey, yeah, look yeah. at me. I'm a it's woman. It's like that now. alien on Men in Black that was really a cockroach. Oh, yep. <laughs> yeah. You ever seen Men in Black? Uh, it's been years. Okay. I have. It's been okay. a long, long time. Awesome. Point for the reference. Thanks. Uh, okay. So the tanuki is a unique animal that is native to Japan. It's a member of the raccoon family. It's okay. distinct in its appearance, which includes a r- very big belly, <laughs> kind of like an ate a watermelon. Oh. <laughs> uh-huh. ah. Short legs, long bushy tail. Uh, but one of its most famous attributes is its large scrotum. Okay. <laughs> Good Lord. I'm glad you Where told- is the story? I don't know. <laughs> I'm is- glad you told the kids to tune out, though. Yeah. Good gosh. Uh, okay. Like I said, it's been a part of Japanese mythology for a very long time. Not because of the larger st- scrotum, but do you have a picture of this? I have later? pictures of okay. it. Yeah, I have right, pictures. Cool. I'll show you. Oh, we will post one. <laughs> Not because yes. I want to see Not the of the scrotum. scrotum yeah. Just the, the tanuki in general. <laughs> yep. So it does a... Bunch of different things. There's a ton of stories. So it's not just yeah. that one story. Okay. I just randomly picked that one story. Yeah. Because it was messed up, apparently. It was messed yeah. up, but they're all messed up. Oh, the Tanuki okay. is a very mischievous, think about like elf on the shelf type yeah. mischievous, but, but also, but, but murdering people. 
but, but also murdering. But murdering and beating it's your kind of, spouse. It's yeah. kind of Chucky. We're dealing with oh, Chucky yeah. here. It's the animal version of Chucky. All right. I it like has it. a lot of different powers throughout the different stories throughout history in Japan. Dang. So things like shape-shifting, illusion. So the Tanuki in the folklore is uh, known for its ability to create illusions, make people see things that aren't really there. It's like Loki as a uh, mm-hmm. as an animal, basically. Yep, which he does turn into animals. So. Yeah. Yep. Possession, so it could take over people oh. and objects. This thing's creepy. Dang. Invisibility. <laughs> weather manipulation. It's a little Dude, OP, what? if you ask me. It's a little what? A little OP, if you ask me. What's that mean? Overpowered. Oh, yeah. Like yeah, overpowered. Yeah. yeah. He's like Kirby and Super Smash Are Brothers. you really a gamer if you don't? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whether I play Kirby. I know. That's <laughs> why I said it. That's why I said it. This is like Kirby. It can just, you can't kill it. It never dies. Yep. And it just has a ton of power. Yep. Uh, okay. Weather manipulation. Okay. Fire manipulation. Transformation. What can it do? What a resume. And <laughs> superhuman strength. Mm. My favorite superpower, though, it has is a lot of the folklore has to do with the size of his scrotum. <laughs> <laughs> Just watch out. Like, it's got a I'm big gonna, old scrotum. I'm going to show you pictures. Oh. It will fly using its scrotum. Uh-uh. <laughs> okay. It. <laughs> We're going to get flagged on social what is media. Happening? <laughs> it it will uh it can cover itself up and turn it into like a boulder using its scrotum. Okay. It can manipulate its scrotum to turn into another being. Uh it <laughs> uh, it plays uh hypnotic music on its scrotum. On on its scrotum. On it. it pulls okay. it up and just drums like a <laughs> I feel like I'm in a dream right now Dude. where Dude. like I I'm doing the podcast, but we were the the dream is just like yeah. make up the most absurd thing that you can yeah. talk about or think about. What I, is happening? Never in a million years would I expect the podcast oh to go this gosh. direction. It, oh my gosh. The, well point. Yes. I mean, that's ridiculous. Uh-huh. Was that in your dream? <laughs> no. Dude. I can't. I can't make this up in my head. Oh this my is real life. Apparently, uh, if you ever go to like a Japanese restaurant or something like that, chances are there's a tanuki statue somewhere with, um, a, with, giant <laughs> with, a, with a giant scrotum. With a giant scrotum. But this is what they look like you in think real it's life. It's just the rock that they're sitting on, but it's yeah. a scrotum. That's what they look like in real life. So it's, it's oh. kind of a raccoon esque. Yeah. Uh, oh, type that's deal. Cool. Yeah. That's cool. But he looks grumpy. He looks. Hey, well, when you have a scrotum that big, it's I know. hard. <laughs> it's hard to drag around on the rocks. Okay. Uh, okay. I was, I guess, I was picturing more of a red panda. You yeah. know those, those. Oh, those are cute. Those little devils, but yeah, that that's different for that, sure. That one looks like he's trying to kill you. He's like a more fluffy raccoon. It's so like this grumpy. is an image of one of their folklore bo- oh, books. Oh my god! <laughs> oh so wait, it's, it's uh, using its in this one using its scrotum to. Uh. I'm guessing catch fish i don't really know what it's doing very strange like flying fish that it is attaching to his scrotum there are a ton of these though of them parachuting in dude what it is uh it is an insane using the scrotum yes off the top of my head i'm not sure what images we will be sharing to social media (laughs) yeah let's not share that i mean this is legit this is their culture i can't help it this is a painting go check out 
Go check out our social media. Something will yeah. be on there. We're not sure what yet, uh, but something will be on there. Check out our social look, media added, after dark. They've, they've added <laughs> eyeballs, googly eyes. To his scrub. <laughs> I love it. What I love is what? I love it. Dude, freaking point for those How pictures. is he getting points for this? This is the weirdest yeah, I, thing hey. I've ever heard in my life. Hey. Remember when Shelby won on that poop story? Yeah, yes. that was embarrassing. Yeah. Uh, okay, was... but wrapping it into today. Yes. We still see. Wrapping it in a skirt. Yeah. <laughs> we still see references of this thing today. Going to a Japanese restaurant. Chicks hmm. are, you're going to see not the scrotum size. That wasn't all of their. I mean, the one I read, you didn't have that. Mm. So, mm-hmm. But you'll see the little statues. He was just a murderous cannibal right. trickster. Yeah. It's just a trickster. I'm just playing a little prank oh, here. A little there. prank. I yeah. love how kill like, someone and feed them to their spouse. Yeah, Never I deal. love how it could have been just a good story with like <laughs> murdering, like a little Red Riding Hood yeah. type story, right? No, they, the Japanese had to add in. No, he has a giant freaking scrotum. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what a weird. If you're gonna have a giant thing, what a weird thing to have. Yes. That is giant. Yes. Uh, it's like Same. just a little like asterisk, like oh, and also he has a giant scrotum. But I guess to to be correct, they the animal really does not that big, obviously. Yeah, right. But it does have a bigger one than usual, huh? And so they're emphasizing that, I guess. Interesting. But not only do you see it in Japanese culture of like a Japanese restaurant stuff, you actually see it in a specific video game. Uh-huh. So let me hear your guesses. What video game do you see a tanuki in? You know the answer. So you can't say Grace, but Grant, what is yours? What's your guess? Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog. No, that's like that's a good that guess a good only guess. because yeah. like a Tanuki versus a Sonic. Yeah, kind yeah, of yeah, for I sure. Could see that. Um, that's the first thing that popped in my head. Yeah, I can't really think like what's a Japanese. So the answer Tetris. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, alleyway. Do you remember Alleyway? <laughs> Okay, that was a. This is a game. No, that's not true. Oh, okay. uh, the, the real answer is Super Mario Three. Oh, so we call it a raccoon suit. Uh, it's a tanuki suit. Okay. So when it came to America, oh there was a lot of it, there was a lot of issues with Americans were like, "Why does a raccoon fly? Yeah. How does that happen?" Oh, with this giant scrotum. Yes. Obviously. Yeah. And if you remember Duh. in Super Mario Three, there's a bear suit as well. Yeah, it's not a bear suit. It's another version of a tanuki suit. Oh, and that tanuki suit caused you to shape shift into stone, so you can be like invincible. What for like thirty, like three seconds? It like was a shield. Yeah, that's a tanuki suit. What? Yeah, the bear suit is the most rare one in Super Mario Three. Okay, the raccoon one is legit. Uh, people that are big on the whole Super Mario, there's a whole book written about yeah. Super Mario Three, and. Uh, the author of the book argues that it's not the tail that's flying, it's the scrotum that's flying. Oh my and dude. it's a tanuki suit. So Point when we for see like that like yeah, for the Mario reference. For sure. Like, when we see cool. the when we see the raccoon, it's not a raccoon, it's a tanuki. Good to know. I just yeah. saw the Mario movie and yeah. Do you remember I, what do you remember what Donkey Kong said? Or did was I guess it was Donkey Kong when he yeah. turned into the raccoon mm-hmm. in the Mario movie? No. I don't remember what he said. Donkey Kong said, is that a raccoon? Yeah, right? It's not a raccoon. Hmm. It's, it's a tanuki. tanuki. But the problem was, because huh. we don't have tanukis around here. Dude. Yep. That's really cool. There you go. I like that. And I like that, yeah, it, seriously, that it is still like used today and stuff like Mario. and. Yep. And they're real uh, animals. 
Yeah, right. It was the bridge between reality and myth. <laughs> That's cool. That's as cool. I sit here wondering if I'm in real life, as he talks about Tanuki scrotums. I'm I'm at a loss for words right now. Yeah. That's so am I because really cool. I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> that was the story. Nice. I like that. Oh, wait. Hold on. I wrote something here. Okay. So there you have it. The story of the Tanuki, a fascinating creature from Japanese folklore that has captured the imaginations of people for centuries. Its legend <laughs> continues to inspire artists today. Nice. Now I'm done. I like it. I like <laughs> There's a modern reference to it. That's cool. Thanks. All right. The Tanuki. That's cool. Beat that, Grace. Grace, do you have is steak and bake about a scrotum? Uh, it is not about a scrotum, <laughs> thank God. Well, we all know who that knows. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, cool. I like that. Thanks, Grace. Good luck. Steak and bake. Steak and bake. Can right. I can I take a guess already? Yes, on what I, I want like? you to take a guess. So, like steak, like vampire. Yes. Okay. Because yeah. you're all supposed right. to either stab them through the heart uh-huh. or burn them. Bake them. So, yeah, steak and bake. I uh, like are, that. Are you proud of me, Shelby? That I didn't write a three-page yes. title. Yeah, that was good. Is that good enough that was for great. you? Yeah. Okay, hey, uh, could Ed? Could you burn Edward? Listen, I have issues with modern-day vampire literature. Okay. okay, they're making a new Edward series. No, they're Twi- not. Yeah, they are they're making a new Twilight what? really Twilight TV series. Uh uh-uh. uh Yep. What? Can I have one of those? Oh, you want a Biscoff <laughs> cookie? Yes. You mean- Ew, y'all quit eating in the microphones, you weirdos. That's why people turn it, tune in. I apologize to all our listeners who were grossed out by the sounds of chewing. Can y'all hear that? A little bit. <laughs> hey, thanks for both of y'all having um, uh, puns in your titles. I really appreciate that. Thank you. Well, let's see what her story is first. Well, yeah, but... I just like to say thank you. Okay, you're for welcome. Appealing can, can, to the can y'all swallow here. your food before? You oh, do you not like this when I, when I chew in the microphone? Oh my god, y'all. Anyway, so yes, I will be talking about vampires. Do y'all know where vampires come from originally? Transylvania. Yes. Yes. All right. I was really worried point for me that y'all were gonna go the Twilight route and be like, well, you know. Oh, okay. Whatever. You think I. Listen, think they the, come from Twilight. No, but the first thing Shelby said was like, oh, well, you know, Edward's a vampire, right? Yes. So. <laughs> and he sparkles in the sun. <laughs> he sparkles. And he's wow. dreamy. Mm. He's sure. also Batman. <laughs> <laughs> Impressive resume, once again. <laughs> mm. um, well, when you live for hundreds of years, what else are you going to do? I know. Yeah. All right. So going back to the foundations of uh, vampire loy, lore, um, the Strigoi of Romania, which at the time was Transylvania or Wallachia. Mm-hmm. Um, and Strigoi meant it, it, at first it wasn't necessarily a vampire in the sense that we know of vampires. It wasn't a blood sucking undead being. Okay. Um, it could Strigoi literally means ghost. Um, so just an undead being of some sort. Okay. Um, could also mean a poltergeist could also mean a witch or warlock. Listen, when I had that book in elementary school, I saw one of these. I saw street, one of these a street things. Goy? A street goy. Oh, okay. Straight ghost, which is haunting me in yeah, the, the living room. Yeah, that book, man. Mm-hmm. Really. <laughs> so I know all about this. I'll vouch for this. This isn't myth. This is reality. These ones are only mm. in Romania, uh, so that's cool. Mm. I didn't make it over. They don't have green cards. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway. So a street goy is basically anything. Um. Well, it started that way. It eventually morphed into modern-day uh, 
understanding of what a vampire is, but okay. it starts as this kind of just general term for undead hmm. beings. Okay. Um, so the earliest record we have of a Strigoi was Jure Grando Alilovic. Ah, um, I knew, I know him. Yeah, I know. I gave him a best shot. <laughs> um, who was born in like 1579. So think way on back there. This is the first uh, undead instance. And his whole legend was kind of well, like by, when I say well-documented, I mean like well-documented for people saying, this is what happened. Is it actually true? Right. I'm a bit of a skeptic, but you know, mm-hmm. that's just me. So um, he was uh, claimed to be a vampire or warlock of the time he died in 1656 due to an illness and terrorized well, automatically disqualifies him. <laughs> no because he's got to be undead oh so this is when he was a human yeah so he yeah. died as a human in 1656 and supposedly supposedly terrorized his town for 16 years after his death Dude. yeah the whole town had these sightings of him um you would hear a knock on the door and at night and someone within the house would die within days of hearing I, knock on the door. i like it Hmm. You like that? Yeah, I love it. He appeared to like Van Helsing. He appeared to his wife several times through their bedroom window. Um, She would see his face smiling in at her, Uh, and then he would break into the house. uh, No, I'm not going to go down that road, but I'll let you use your imagination. Um, The priest who buried him, and again, I said this is 16 years that their village was plagued by quote-unquote sightings the the priest that buried him father giorgio okay uh, eventually encountered him and held out his cross to him his crucifix to him and you know be gone demon whatever he said but uh so that was the origin of like the whole vampire cross thing um they eventually tried to kill him nine villagers dug up his coffin they uh, supposedly could not penetrate his skin with a stake because they tried to stab him in the heart couldn't do it so they had to decapitate him yep as one does <laughs> as one does well, you can't <laughs> yeah but that's not gonna kill a vampire well no no gotta bake him <laughs> you gotta bake him <laughs> steak or bake one or the other <laughs> um so they decapitated him and as soon as they pierced the skin he screamed wait the dead person apparently this listen Dude. this is from the 1600s okay. so who knows what it. really happened but this is i want to believe it this is the very awesome. first legend of the street boys so they they decapitated okay. him the corpse screamed um but peace <laughs> oh, okay hey if, so, if people are driving right now they probably like crash their car i hate you for that <laughs> yeah, oh that my God. freaked me out a little bit and i'm right here oh. what if it was like the just like a wimpiest scream. Yeah. <laughs> Ouch. Ouch. Okay. Don't do that. <laughs> anyway, um, so after they decapitated the corpse, apparently peace returned to the village. So it had been terrorized for 16 years, decapitate a corpse, peace returns. I don't know what happened. We should but cut his head off. They said it was a Strigoi yeah. warlock vampire thing. So um, obviously the most famous of vampires is... Nost- Edward. No, Edward. What's what's Nostradamus? The- <laughs> Nostradamus. What? Wait, Nosferatu. Nosferatu, right? I have no idea. Dracula. Oh yeah, Dracula. Dracula. Jeez, yeah, that's right. Well, isn't Nostradamus? Nost- <laughs> Nostradamus is not a vampire. What is that? He's a like a person who tells the future. Ah, uh, yes. A prophetess. Nos- I was saying. I was thinking Nosferatu. You know. <laughs> you know who that You're is? Just making no. up words, man, dude. 
Are you serious? Nobody's hurt. Yeah, Josh has heard Josh it. Thank knows. you. Okay. All right. Thank you. Cool. Nose for Oscar. Dracula's definitely. So hey, Dracula. point for Josh. <laughs> I'll take it. We are one. Um, Nose for Octu. So I was talking about Dracula, uh, which of course is written by Bram Stoker in mm-hmm. 1897, um, and it, it's got this perfect Transylvanian backdrop, and it is the Ooh. perfect like gothic story of the time because this was the time where like these stories like there was enough movement of information that these stories could get passed around and believed but there wasn't you know there's not the internet you can't just go look it up and disprove it either so it was perfect for like setting Mm. that stage of like fear and creepiness but also a little bit of like seduction Mm. uh you know undead eternal life type situation that's hot (laughs) it is interesting how closely seduction and vampires are related yeah i Mm. really don't get it uh Whatever. You know what it is. Women in the love story. We've talked about this. Careful. I know. I'm trying to (laughs) to wait in here. Typically, I mean, it's the Romeo and Juliet. It's the, uh, there's usually a guy you love, but there's a tension between something. It could be another Mm. man. Mm. It could be like the, you know, he's not right for you. There's just Mm. something in that Romeo and Juliet formula. It's like Twilight. It is like Twilight. It's like nope, the Notebook. It's yeah. like name the movie. All right, mm-hmm. I really need y'all to stop. Fifty first dates. Using Twilight as like uh, the the. She just didn't remember. Keystone yeah. of vampire lore because it's actually yeah, Twilight's not bad. It's terrible as okay. far as vampire lore goes. Like wow. if mm-hmm. if you enjoy it as a book or a movie, that's fine. But as far as vampire lore goes terrible god awful you mean anyway. you don't like your vampires looking like the rainbow fish they have to be killed somehow they're supposed to terrorize they're not all anyway we're getting off topic <laughs> so dracula obviously was um the vampire of the time and yeah. he was based on an actual person i don't know if y'all knew this vlad the impaler have y'all heard of him yeah all right so he was a uh, prince of Wallachia, which is a region of present-day Romania that's just south of Transylvania. So mm-hmm. they, they both bordered the Carpathian Mountains. Um, so same region, same myth and lore has been, you know, building in this area for centuries since, you know, 1600s. Um, so Vlad uh, was a prince that um, lived during the Crusades, who was known for his bloodlust. He was kind of a horrible person. He would dine amongst, like Vlad the Impaler, he would impale his enemies, Mm -hmm. and then he would dine amongst people while they were impaled and just be like, yep, Hmm. I'm going to sit here and eat my dinner while y'all suffer. Uh, Um, If that's not vampire behavior, I don't know what is. Well, and that's, there were, you know, he was back in like the 1400s, so there were rumors of him like drinking blood and stuff. Who knows if those are true? But Bram Mm -hmm. Stoker heard his stories, drew on him as his inspiration for Dracula and of this region. Nice. Um, So we are going to get to, um, we're we're looking at like 1800s, early 1900s, Franz Hartmann, who was a German medical doctor. He was also an occultist and an astrologer. And he wrote this uh, story that he meant for it to be true. I'm going to give you some highlights and let you decide. But this was his, uh, he called it an authenticated vampire story. And if you go Google it, you can read it. It's like three pages. It's not very long. But a a friend of his in Wallachia had come to him and told him the story. And he believed it. Um, So he sent it in and it was published in an occultist newspaper as true and um so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to highlight the story and then I'm going to tell you 
parts that it was actually based on that have been verified. So, okay. This is a firsthand account of his close friend who lived across the mountains from this castle. So he, li- you know, the Carpathian Mountains separated Transylvania and Wallachia. Uh, this friend lived in the Transylvania area, but he worked on the roads that cut through the mountains. So he went by this castle called Bethanikoros often. Mm. Um, and the count that had lived there had died a little bit earlier. He had died a widower and his beautiful young daughter, Elga had been already creepy, already creepy, had been thrown from her horse and died as well. Uh. So the only people living in this castle were the caretaker and his wife in an otherwise empty castle (laughs) that was supposedly haunted. So uh, Franz Hartman's friend basically told him, he was like, yeah, I, 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 you know, I go by this castle all the time. You know, I hear the stories from the villagers that they see sounds and apparitions. They uh-uh. see apparitions and uh-uh. it's a haunted uh-uh. castle. Uh-uh. Um, I've been talking to the caretaker and he's like, uh, he's not willing to tell me any information on whether or not it's actually haunted. But he said me and some friends can come check it out. So um, the... <laughs> the friend that's telling Franz Hartman the story brings two other guys. And in Franz Hartman's account, he keeps them all anonymous. Like he won't name them. Yeah. For whatever reason. I feel like if you were smart debunking <laughs> myths, you should probably be able to credit your sources. But hmm. whatever. That's just me. Um, There's two guys. Trust me. Yeah. So this guy <laughs> goes with his two friends, Mr. E and Mr. W. Ah, he well, them. now I know. That's enough. Yeah. yeah. So um, they, they go to inspect the castle. It's like Mr. T. It's <laughs> got a van, nice There's golden enough. necklace. Yeah, you only need one letter. Yeah. <laughs> so they're exploring this castle and they come across this portrait, this oil painting painted uh-uh. Uh-uh. of a beautiful uh-uh. woman. Just uh-uh. a portrait scares with a, this is, I know where this is going. With a hat and fur coat. Um, and she is looking uh, rather seductive, but also. Looking right at you? Yep. The eyes, oh, the eyes move. Yes, I knew it. So one of them is like, no, I saw it move. Seriously, I saw it move. Yep. So what do you do when you see a portrait move in a haunted castle? Burn, Burn it. it. You would think. Burn it. We said it. You Point for me. Said. Point for me. Point. Well, oh. I mean, it's not your <laughs> You would think that is the logical thing to do. But what do they do, these three men? They go in further. They have a seance. Oh, yeah. Get the Ouija board out. Let's do some of that. Basically. There's um, some creepy shit. Let's do a Ouija board. I don't know if Ouija boards were invented back then, but whatever they did, it was basically like a Ouija board. They had set up a way for them to communicate with uh, the living. Hey, just point real quick for how creepy this is getting (laughs) in the middle. I like this. I like this. So they have this seance, and in the middle of this... uh, you know, interpretation that they're doing, the board or whatever they're using on this table spells out Elga, which is the uh, girl that lived there. Yeah. Um, and uh, in this, at some point in the seance, again, it's not a very long story, so it doesn't go into detail about how she communicates that she is going to come visit one of them tonight. I mean, oh. it could be a nice visit. Yeah. So, hey, how you doing? You want to play Scrabble? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, they end the seance. It's all creepy. Things are moving. Whatever. They end. They go home uh, to this inn down the road that they're staying at that's about 30-minute walk from the castle. So they go to this inn. And Mr. W, who is a skeptic, he doesn't believe in this kind of stuff. Although, if I had just seen a portrait move and everything else, I might be questioning my judgment a little bit more. For sure. He's like... 
this isn't happening. So who do you think Elga visits that night? That man. Uh, Mr. W. Mr. W. About two o'clock in the morning, he hears a knock on his door. Mm. It's Elga. Hey, boy, you wake <laughs> you up? And this beautiful <laughs> woman walks in. Oh, uh, no, no, no. And no. he's at his desk. He's writing notes or something like that. <laughs> Leave me alone, woman. I'm writing. And well, so to hear him tell it. She uh, comes in. She sits all seductively. She never says a word. She's there for about 30 minutes. She sits there all seductively. She's making her wishes known uh, without saying anything. And according to Mr. W, he refused those advances. That's good. And he she's just, dead. Just say no. He just continued writing. Yeah. yeah. While yeah. she looked at him creepily hey. across the room. Hey, he, he was focused. Her head turned around backwards <laughs> and she started vomiting all over. <laughs> okay. You don't find this seductive? Um... <laughs> So after a late night visit um, in the middle of the night by a supposedly dead person, what what do these three men do after that? Did they burn the painting yet? Nope. I would hope so, but I guess not. Nope. They take another visit to the castle. Uh, um, uh. And over the course of the next couple of days, several things happen that, uh, you know, lamps light or go out unexpectedly. A servant girl saw Elga appear and drop the lamp she was carrying and almost set herself on fire. Uh, Mr. W received a letter that invited him to meet with a patron. So he was looking, he was a writer. So he was looking for, um, a a way to get published basically. And he needed a a patron to do this. So he gets a letter from someone saying they're a patron and to meet them at midnight. That seems right. Yeah. Meet them at midnight outside the village. Look for a carriage. Not sketchy at all. And he was like, I'm not going to do that. So he hired the town policeman to go wait (laughs) where he was supposed to meet this carriage. And uh, so he talks to the policeman the next day. And the policeman's like, yeah, I saw this gilded, beautiful carriage. There were two black horses pulling it. It looked like they were waiting for someone, but they weren't doing anything. So I wasn't going to go bother them. Uh, Waited there for about 30 minutes and it pulled away. Hmm. And Mr. W was like, okay, okay. So he's in town or something like that the next day and he hears from someone else he's like who had told this story of yeah i was walking past the graveyard and i see this carriage pull up and two women get out and walk into the graveyard where they're greeted by a man and i was so freaked out that i left so who knows what happened Hmm. but creepy golden gilded carriage the caretaker of the castle claimed that the carriage that they are in possession of never left but you know, mm. there's only one castle, only one carriage really mm. in town, gilded carriage in town. So who knows whose it was? Um, anyway, at the end, uh, Franz Hartman wraps up this story and says, we need an explanation. Perhaps the sages of SPR, which is like a, a cultist organization, will investigate unless they prefer to take the easier route by presuming it's all to be humbug and fraud. Bah humbug. <laughs> yeah. So. Hartman obviously believed his friend and uh, considered this all to be true. Um, I don't think anything was ever looked into, but Elgo was Mm. supposed to be this uh, vampire undead being Mm. of this uh, castle. And the, the only evidence um, that we have found to support this was a newspaper article from Neues Wiener Journal. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It was an Austrian newspaper, uh, June 10th, 1909, that confirmed the death of the count and the subsequent. So, the reason that this myth started was because the count died, and shortly after his death, um, all the children in the village fell sick Uh. and started dying. Uh. So, everybody in the village was ticked 
and went and burnt the castle down because they thought that a vampire yeah, was living in it actually. and they were coming and yeah. you know the vampire was oh, coming they burnt and killing that painting. the painting. Right. Um, it can't be burnt. So yeah, I know. Let it's stone. Me, How did they burn it down? Well, we still have the newspaper Protected article. Protected by a scrotum. And it's... it's <laughs> <laughs> stop. Callback. Y'all are the worst. Um, so castle destroyed due to superstition. We have received news that the Bethany Koros Castle has fallen victim to a strange superstition of the Wallachian population of the village of the same name. Bethany Koros is situated in a wildly romantic area on the southeastern slope of the Carpathian Mountains. Sounds romantic. And may have once been a very strong fortress against the Turks. It has not been inhabited for years, and only one Castellan, the caretaker, lived with Uh. his wife in a side wing. There was a series of stories about the inhabitants of the castle. Among other things, it was generally believed that the last Count Bethany Koros died as a vampire. When in the last few weeks, numerous peasants' children died one after the other due to an epidemic, the superstitious people claimed that the Count had murdered them and decided to destroy the tomb of the vampire. On this occasion, probably due to carelessness, fire broke out, which destroyed the state building until only the foundation walls remained. The castle is said to have belonged to a young cavalry officer who lives in Vienna and acquired it by inheritance. Hmm. So it was a real castle. It was a real count. He died. And so did a bunch of peasant children. And the townspeople said, nope, not having a vampire live in these parts. Uh, We'll take this matter into our own hands. So they burnt the castle down. But um, the the portrait, and I'm going to post this on our social media too, because it is a creepy looking portrait. Yeah. Franz Hartman, when he wrote this and published it in the occultist newspaper, he included a picture of this portrait that had been in the castle um, that said it was Elga. But it's currently showcased on the Dutch Institute of Arts website, and they identify the subject as Empress Elizabeth of Austria. So, you know, a ghost told Franz Hartman that it was Elga, so I guess it must be true. All right. Jeez. (laughs) Well, I have a question for you. What? This was supposed to be, the topic was myths. Mm-hmm. That sounds all real. Oh, that's So it. I'm not sure. I mean, someone saw it, so I think she should be disqualified. Mm. Yeah. Do, do you? Do yep. you think that? Yep. <laughs> oh, gosh. I like that. Thanks. I like that a lot. Okay. These are, these are good. Are we done? I don't yes, want to be done, done yet. uh, Hey, listen, I'm not kidding. When I said I had like 18 different stories to choose from, there were so many options, just small little stories like this that we're doing it again for Halloween. Yeah, for sure. That was such a cool. We need to do like myths, but creepy myths. Yeah. Creepy myths. Halloween's. Halloween's. Well, um, yeah. Shelby, you tucked me in with that story. What a story. And I was feeling, I was feeling, you know, so like, ah, that's a funny thing. And then Grace said, have you heard about the vampire (laughs) of Transylvania? Yeah. Uh, And then I got creeped out and I couldn't sleep anymore. So. (laughs) Oh, I had a werewolf one that was. Oh my gosh. Infinitely worse. And I, it was too, I was, it was too disturbing. I was like, there's no way to make this funny on a podcast. So. Yeah. Gosh. Well, I (laughs) <laughs> this is hard, man. This is I hate this. I hate it. Um both of those were amazing stories. I love them. Um Grace, I am always a sucker for creepy stories like that that like just just it literally as you were telling the story like the hairs on the back of my neck just stood up. Well, good. I'm mad. It's Glad interesting. I can make it a little creepy. It's I was interesting. Out. So many of the things you mentioned are in modern day 
horror movies. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. like the thought of going to a creepy place, being locked in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We just looked at Scary Movie, th- not a horror movie, but Scary Movie 3, which is a parody <laughs> of horror movies. Yeah. That's exactly the premise. It like, had all the elements. Yep. yep. Yeah. The eyes following you, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Ouija boards. Don't mess with Ouija boards. So no. Mm-hmm. No, thank you. Um, Shelby, I loved your story that it has like a modern um, implication today with Mario and with oh, like boy. I've never oh, that's, that's, that's Mickey. Mickey. <laughs> What's that me, Mario? Yes, good job. They're, they're the same uh. voice. One yeah, has it's, an accent. it's just high pitch. Yeah, yeah. right. Um, so I liked yours. Um, I think this is honest. I'm not just saying this. This is, this is hard. Uh, I think I'm going to have to give it to Shelby tonight. Yes. Just because I have heard a lot of the vampire stuff, but that was a very interesting like yeah. take on it. But I think what pushed it over the edge for me is I have heard none of that. Oh my gosh, I was Shelby so nervous say. about you not yeah. hearing this because I texted Josh. I was like, have you heard of this? Yeah. <laughs> my one friend, my other friend from Kansas, he's heard yeah. of it. Yeah. So I was really? like, yeah, I don't know. Well, it's you're lucky like, I yeah, haven't I heard any of that. It's the Tanuki, right? Tanuki. That's what it's called. Yep. Uh, yeah, I have not heard of any of that of of that uh, myth of in Japan. Like, I didn't know that was a well spread yeah, myth for sure. in there, and that even that like, yeah, we don't. We thought it was a raccoon suit. It's a tanuki with his giant screwed. <laughs> um, made me laugh the entire time. So I like that. Good job, <laughs> Shelby. It was a close freaking call i can imagine good. i think those were both good stories yeah yes, for sure absolutely absolutely well congratulations shelby All um right. thank you both for those amazing stories and we'll see you next week when shelby hosts and uh do you have a topic already uh, of course i do what don't say it uh shapes what i'm just saying what? i don't know what <laughs> is, we'll see <laughs> God, cool <I> hope not. <laughs> yeah triangle i call triangle (laughs) um cool so uh we'll see you next time uh when shelby hosts uh for the untold podcast i'm grant i'm grace and i'm the winner shelby Mm. can't take it back can't take it back it's done (laughs) yep yeah good job we'll see you next week peace out love you seriously see you next week (laughs) 